You're listening to the podcast of River of Life Christian Fellowship in Durant, Oklahoma. Visit us online at rolcf.org. Well, hello, everybody. My family, my church family in Durant, Oklahoma. Just want to say that I love you guys, and I'm happy to be home. Um, Before I preach today, I want to pray if you don't mind, because we love to pray because we love God. Come on, somebody. So, Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, God, so much for what you did this morning. Thank you for being active in this church. Thank you for being active in our lives and in this world, God. We cherish what you do in our lives, God. We cherish what you do in this church. And, and Holy Spirit, as, as we listen to the Word today, we acknowledge you as the great teacher. No matter what any man in any podium says, no matter what any man in any microphone says, we acknowledge you, Holy Spirit, as our teacher. And we ask that you would teach us today through the Word. And we thank you and we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, my name's Christopher. If, if you're new, if you haven't met me yet, if you haven't met me yet, let me shake your hand after service. But um, uh, I, gra- I graduated Christ of the Nations Institute. And uh, I met a guy named Luis, Luis Carrillo, and he came up to me, and this is actually how I met him. He came up to me and he said, hi, I'm Luis. <laughs> I said, hi, I'm Chris. And he said, I feel like God wants me to invite you to Brazil. And uh, it was totally shock, total shock to me. I've never been outside of the United States, but um, of course I said yes. And, and so he took me, myself and two other American guys down to Brazil this summer. And, uh, and, and I come from this church and I, I came bearing our DNA and, and who we are uh, down in Brazil. And uh, we had the opportunity, the great opportunity to preach multiple times every week for a month. And uh, what was awesome was we saw God move in mighty ways. God is not something that we do. He's not just something that, he, he's not a habit of ours. He's not a tradition of ours. He's not just a, a denomination, not just a religion. But we saw the, the living God move in people's lives. We saw demons manifest. and we, we saw demons delivered. We cast demons out in the name of Jesus. And we saw people healed. And we saw people um, uh, delivered from other spirits. And, and, and God ministered in a lot of hearts. People began to weep uh, when we let the Holy Spirit move. And it was absolutely life-changing for me. I got to preach three times, and uh, this is going to be my fourth time, praise God, and, um, and it was pretty awesome. I, I rec- thoroughly recommend Brazil to anyone who wants a good time. Uh, we we got to go do a lot of fun stuff. I went windsurfing for the first time, but I won't bore you with all that, but it's interesting. My dad was talking today about boldness, and uh, some of us, like myself, had lacked boldness, and um, I'm a 21-year-old guy, and there's a call in my life, and there's a call in all of your lives, and I experienced something that was totally life-changing for me, um, because never having preached before, um, I might look like a pretty confident guy, but, but the first time I preached in Brazil, I was scared out of my mind. I, I'm not even kidding. I was scared out of my mind. I cannot... I don't do public speaking well, and I didn't have any boldness, and, and I just obeyed God. You know, I, I knew that he had called me down there to preach, and so I got up on the microphone and just you know, said what I had prepared, and the entire way through, my knees were shaking. I was so afraid. I was so miserable. I hated it. Actually, I honestly hated it. 
I didn't like it. And uh, it turns out uh, people got ministered to. They came up to the front, and the Holy Spirit moved, and it was an awesome service. But the whole time I hated it because I was so afraid. I was consumed with fear. Um, and, you know, I, I got over it. We talked about the service, and it was, you know, we, I enjoyed it afterwards, uh, what God had done. And then the second time I preached, I thought it would be better. Um, but it wasn't. It was even worse. <laughs> I, I got up there, and my knees were shaking even more, and my thoughts weren't quite, quite straight, you know. And, and I just, I was miserable the whole way through. Um, but, uh, and, and so the same thing happened, you know. They, they said it was a good service, but I, I couldn't enjoy it. I couldn't, I couldn't be connected with God. I couldn't, like, operate in the gift that God's given me because of fear. And, uh, but the third time, um, I, I did one thing. Uh, and that was before, before this service began. I, I just decided in my mind that fear was not going to have charge over me. That fear was not going to have authority over me. You know, I, I want to share this story because fear is something that we all deal with. And fear is something that can hold us all back. And, and I was so afraid. even cause, And matter of fact, the third time that I preached was to a, a crowd of 600. And that was like... <laughs> I was so afraid, and uh, but I, I said in I said in I said in my heart that that God is stronger than fear, that the Word of God says that Jesus defeated fear on the cross for my sake and for our sake, so that we could be used by God. God loves to use what's weak in the world and foolish in the world to do great and mighty things in this world, and He wants to do the same through y'all. He wants to do the same through this church. He doesn't want just ministers. Just people in the fivefold, just the pastors, just the evangelists, just the, the, uh, the elders to, to minister. He wants us all to minister. He wants every single one of you to be active in your gift that, that he has given to you. But the problem is, is either one, we haven't seen that exemplified, or two, we're just afraid. And, and I experienced that. I was just so afraid. But, but the, the way I got over my fear was I stood in faith. I stood in faith in who God is. Just like David, when he saw Goliath, he was too big for him. Just like fear was too big for me. But he just decided that what God said is going to come to pass. That no matter what I feel, no matter what I see, that what God said is going to come to pass because he's faithful and he's stronger. And so that's, that, that was a life. And w- when I got up to preach, it was awesome. It, I, I literally overcame my fear. And the gift that God put in me could come out. And so that's what I want to talk about today is getting rid of the fear so that the gift that God has given to each and every one of you can come out. Amen. Amen. And uh, turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter, let's see, where did it go? Chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to start in uh, verse 4. Like I said, there is a gift in every single one of you. And what I feel the Lord wanting to share with you today is how to get rid of the fear so that your gift can, can manifest, okay? And in verse 4, it says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all to everyone. And then it says this in verse 7. It says, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, 
gifts of healing by the one spirit to another the workings of miracles to another prophecy to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to another various kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who appoints to each one individually as he wills and let me tell you a story um uh, whenever my family has Christmas, we love to do it up. We sometimes, you know, we haven't had a lot of money in the past, and you know, we haven't had a lot of gifts. But we'll separate the gifts and, and wrap up one present in different pieces to make it look like there's more presents under the tree. We get more excited that way. <laughs> and it, thank you, thank you, mom, thank you, dad. But uh, another uh, another thing that we do is is called the hidden treasure hunt, the treasure hunt, and. and what we'd do is we'd take a present and we'd hide it and then we'd uh, either make a note of clues or a, a treasure map and, and wrap that up under the tree and then they open up the present and they, they find the map and then they go find the present. And one year uh, we made, see my, my oldest sister Christina who's not with us today, she's pursuing her master's and she got accepted to the uh, University College of London uh, in, in Europe and, and it is the very best school for archaeology on the entire planet. Good job Christina, good job, praise God. Um, and so she's going for archaeology. And one one summer or one year, we uh, made her own uh, archaeology tools. And we, we bought we bought one legitimate spot, a little hand axe thing, and we made our own little pouch for it. And uh, and so we made a little treasure map for her. And that year we I took that the gift and, and I buried it in the ground out in the front yard. And then. Um, and, uh, and I, we made a treasure map, a list of clues, and hid it in the box. And uh, when she opened the box during Christmas, she had no present, but she had a list. You know, she had a treasure map. And then she started to look, and we all went with her. She started to look, follow the clue, clues. She wanted her gift. She wanted it, and, and finally she found it, and she could finally use her, uh, her present. And, uh, and so, you know, she was pretty excited. You know, she was, it was pretty cool stuff. Uh, but what I want to say is, is that you all have a gift already. The gift is in you. The word says that God has given to each a manifestation of the Spirit, a gift from God. He has enabled you. The problem is, is that it's been hidden from you, and I promise you, once you start to look for your gift, you are going to find it because it is there inside of each and every one of you. You have a gift from God to minister at your workplace, in your family, to be a witness from God. It says in the word that the Holy Spirit has come upon us to give us power to be a witness from here into the, into the city, into the ends of the earth is what it says. He's given every single one of you power, but like that gift, you have to want it. You have to look for it. If you never look for it, you're never going to realize that you have it, but it's in there. It's inside every single one of you. And um, if you turn with me to First uh, John, you see, just like me in, in Brazil, that gift was there and I never knew it. But it was until I challenged myself, it was, it was until I, I put it to the test, until I took a step out in faith that I discovered that it was there. And, and I trusted in God, and, and awesome things happened, and, and God moved in mighty ways. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse, uh, verse 16. See, the problem is, is, again, we have the gifts, but we're afraid to try. We have the gifts, but we're afraid to look. We have the gifts, but fear is standing in our way like Goliath was standing in front of David like a mountain. He couldn't get through him. There was no way. It was impossible. But God wants 
to get through that mountain today in all of your lives. He wants, he wants the fear to be gone. He didn't give you that fear. And in uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it says, So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. See here, this is what I had done, is I believed in the love that God gave me uh, when I preached that third time. To overcome my fear, I believed. I had faith. I stood in faith in the love. And it says, to believe in the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. Verse 17, by this is love perfected with us, that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. And here's the key verse. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And um, for example, if I walk, I walk into my bedroom and it's totally dark. You know, when I was little, I was a little bit afraid of the dark. But as soon as I reach for that light and I turn it on, every single bit of darkness is cast out of the room in an instant. Just by turning on the light, the darkness flees. The, it, cannot, it cannot fight against the light. It cannot stop the light. The light just comes. And when the light comes, the darkness goes. In the same way, it says that perfect love casts out all fear. And on, on that stage that day when I, when I was conquering my fear, it was when I stood in faith in the love of God that the fear was cast out. Just like that. And... <clears throat> So the remedy for fear, the remedy for fear is love. And if we know the love of God, I promise you that we won't be afraid. That no matter what happens in this world, no matter what happens in our finances, no matter what happens to our family, no matter what happens to our health, that if we have faith in who God is and in His love for us, that we will never be consumed with fear because His love casts out fear. Amen? Amen? And turn with me. Again, to another verse in Second uh, Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter six. I'm mean, sorry, chapter one, verse six. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You guys ready? If you're ready, say Amen. 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 Everyone have their Bibles today? Yep. Come on, somebody. All right. I want everyone. This, this is something that somebody at CF and I did. I like to do it. Whenever you hear something good, you say, come on, somebody. So everyone with me on three, I want you to say, come on, somebody. Come All right. On, somebody. One, two, three. Come on, somebody. Oh, that was weak. Come on. All right. On three. One more time. One, two, three. Come on, somebody. See, that makes me feel better. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. Okay. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 6, it says, says this. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Come on. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and self-control. God did not give you fear. Fear comes from our wicked flesh. Fear comes from this world. The world wants you to be afraid, but God wants you to live up to, to the potential that he's put inside of you. God has given you a spirit of love and of power and of self-control. He has given you a gift for his glory. And so that when you live, you're living for a purpose. You see, we, we, were, we weren't all just put on this planet for no reason. See, God, God's, God's plan is perfect. God's plan is good. Just like a general has, has, has a perfect militant plan, God has a plan that is so perfect, so beautiful, and he wants to use you. 
And if we are consumed with fear, if we, if we decide to not step out in our gift, it's possible that we won't live up to the destiny that God has for us. So fear is our enemy. Fear is not from God. But the, the spirit of power and the spirit of love is from God. And so today, if, if, um, you know, if any of these, if, if, if this is you, if this is you, if, if, if you know that you have a calling, yeah. If, uh, I'm going to ask my mom to come up and, and we'll, we're just going to have a time of prayer today and then we're, we're going to go home and, and, and praise God. This has been a great day and it's going to get better, amen? But if this is you, if you feel that, that, that God has, has been tugging on your heart, if you feel that God has called you into ministry, if, if you feel that God, God wants to do something with your life but you've never quite experienced it, God wants you to experience it. He wants you to experience it now and today, not in the future, now. He wants you to experience it tomorrow at your job, in your families. He wants you to be active. Yes. And if you've been afraid, if you've seen opportunities pass you by in your life, if you've seen yourself fail, if you've seen yourself wanting to be a part but yes. being too afraid, even in worship, if, you've, if you felt yourself afraid to worship, yes. If you felt yourself afraid to, to go into yes. the deeper things of that's God, it, afraid it. to express yourself yes, in this family, tonight's, or this morning is your morning. Yes. This isn't an accident that, that God gave me this word for this morning. This is an accident that, that you're here today. You're here for a reason. That's right. And God wants to do something in your heart this morning. So in a minute, I'm going to call everybody to the front who wants to be, like the word says, to be laid on with hands for the fanning to flame of the gift that's in yes. you. Today we're going to fan into flame the gift that God's put in you. And we're going to rebuke fear in Jesus' name. And so right now, uh, if you've been afraid, if you felt that you have fallen short of your potential in God, come up to the front right now. Go ahead and get up out of your seats. Come up to the front. Because God has, God has a call on your lives. God has a call on all of your lives. God doesn't want just us preachers to, to, to live active lives with God. He wants you. He knows your name. And He's known you ever since you've been born. And I promise you as a young man in Brazil, the, the, the place with all the beautiful, gorgeous women where Americans go and, and have all the, all the fun and all that kind of stuff. I didn't have to have all that. I didn't have to live a wicked life. But I lived the life that God was calling me to live and I had pleasure. And it came from God. It didn't come from wickedness. I had, I had joy unspeakable that came from God and it was real. It's not something that I'm just making up. It's not something I'm just regurgitating. But it's real pleasure and joy that came from God. 